1: Hey, guys, he's Danny Shirey. I'm Dan Kovacevic. We're from TK Pittsburgh Sports. We cover a team that just lost to the Sharks 6-4 to here at PPG Paints Arena, and I'm close to speechless at this effort, underscoring the word effort. I I am speechless. I mean, th- this team, <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody.
0: That's it. We're speechless. <laughs> this team all season – Every time. And it's been quite frequently that they haven't had their best effort. And remember early on, even when they were winning games, it was still, oh, they, you know, played really well for the first 20 and the last 20. But they didn't play well in the middle frame or they played a crap first 30 minutes and then they come back and, and storm back in the last half of the game. Right. But no matter what, every time that happens, this team, whether it's the players, the coaches, they've always got the right thing to say, whether it be we know how to fix this. We're confident in ourselves, yet the same thing keeps happening over yeah. and over and over.
1: again. And it's the the talk is just hollow beyond words. I mean, there's there's nothing left really to say. Uh, this is this is a team that has now, as I see it, Danny, has its problems di- displayed right in front of them. They know exactly what they are, and it feels like they don't want to confront them. And I, that, that is the part that I, I get the sense, listen, if you're watching this on either YouTube or Facebook, you can send us a question or your comments or your exclamation points or whatever it is that you've got. But my feeling is that people in general, Danny, are frustrated by what they perceive, I think what we perceive mutually, is the Penguins not wanting to confront these problems. Well, and I, I think the bigger
0: frustration with that is that even earlier in the season when these these problems might not have been as glaring as they are right now as we head into the All-Star break.
1: Or as defined. Right. They, yeah, They
0: were still there. And even they though it wasn't crushing them at that point in time, they were there. And, you know, whether it was us or the fans, you know, the, these were things that were brought up. And even if they were tinkered with a little bit, we've still seen, you know, Line, line combinations, for instance, we've still seen Jeff Carter first chance we had. He was reverted back to the third line center. I know he's been playing on the wing here for the last little bit, but first chance they got to put Brian Dumoulin back with Chris Letang, they did it. First chance they got to put Brian Russ back with Sidney Crosby, they did it. And, you know, again, individually, these are not things that are crushing the team, but when you're not a top contender, you need to be pushing all the right buttons in every single thing that you can do to give yourself a competitive advantage, and it feels like they're just not doing that.
1: No, they're not. And, and you know, we were saying for a while that it was a, a consistency thing. Eric says, a tight playoff race. Every game played without action is a game too late. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, but what, what? But what is action, Eric? Okay, right back to me, okay? Tell me what you think action is, Eric Bowser, long-time uh, long time, uh reader of DK Pittsburgh sports. Uh, What is that action? What does it look like? What do you want to see? I asked Mike Sullivan after the game, if he's getting what he needs from his third and fourth lines. And I was asking really in a way is it got the right people. And he came back with the standard. Well, you know, it's yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same thing for everybody. He wants to put everybody in the same, but it's not the same. Is it? This team has no grit factor has no energy factor, has no guys who can just come onto the rink and say, that's it, we're changing the momentum. Well, maybe Jason Zucker, but on nights. He's not on the third and fourth lines, mercifully. Well, right,
0: but, uh, okay, that's that's a fair point. But, again, even looking further up the lineup, and you've written about it, Jason Zucker cannot be – dragging them into your energy guy yeah (laughs) and and on nights like tonight when your top two lines are not absolutely blowing the doors off the competition which is going to happen that's natural this is hockey makes no sense half the time I think we can make a little bit of sense of this though and that when you start getting further down the lineup and I have been intrigued a little bit by what we've seen from that fourth line but again I I don't think any of Drew O'Connor Ryan Paling, or even Danton Heinen who's been playing a little bit better all of a sudden going to make things no, change for
1: this team they're not and actually you talk to them and i talk to them they don't even see that as their thing no. i mean that's the part i don't want to look i'm always grateful when players will grant interviews they don't have to do that okay so i'm not taking something that they tell me and then throwing it back in their faces but i kind of am because when you ask these third and fourth liners about energy and grit and being a little bit physical i'm not talking about 1970s physical i'm talking about go dig for the puck you guys all trashed dominic simone for years dom won the puck okay you knew when dom was on the rink he made stuff happen he just didn't score goals these guys don't do anything well the the funniest part about bottom six
0: players in general is that Mm -hmm. yes you obviously need them to contribute offensively and and fill the fill the net a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, and as we're seeing, very clearly with this team right now it's almost more important to have a bottom six that can control play because every time your bottom six for whatever amount of time it might be they're hopping over the boards and they're spending that much time in the defensive zone chasing the puck around or even giving up goals while they're not scoring any there's that much extra pressure on this team's top six and that is not pressure that
1: is needed whatsoever no it's not healthy especially when you you know i still hear from people occasionally and so do you about uh, teams got old. They kept the band together. The old guys, other than Carter, yeah, who, who, who's carrying who's this, team, carrying right this now? team? Who was the one who was doing? Who were the guys doing all the scoring out there? Look, Gino was awful. I mean, despite his two goals right. and an assist, the worst two goal, one assist performance you'll ever see. But for the most part, those guys are carrying this team. It's the rest of them that are the problem here. Scott Miller has a terrific question. If the players can't change. Does that mean the coaching style has to? If these players can't execute the system, does the system have to change? Go ahead, Mr. Hockey Coach. Um, My answer
0: is yes, but I will also preface that by saying I think it's a personnel issue, right? Because... You know, I, I think sometimes, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll sit here and, and hyper-analyze Sullivan's line combos or the d pairing yeah, yeah. or, or who was out in overtime or whatever it is. But there, there's a, a finite limit to an impact a coach can have. I, I personally believe on on, um, on ice value, right? So there, you got to get to a certain point where you got to start asking yourself the question: Okay, is the coaching, the coach and the coaching staff's message stale, or is it just a matter
1: of this player can't get the job done?
0: Right. And and that's and I think all the players that are on this team have a spot. But the problem is that when you have so many, for lack of a better term, vanilla guys like Brock McGinn, who's making near three million dollars a season
1: to be invisible,
0: to be invisible, it's it's just a massive problem. Like, yes, you can get away with having a Brock McGinn on your fourth line. But when you have six Brock McGinn's in your bottom six or worse, it's a matter of personnel.
1: That's what this team is. Six Brock McGinn sounds like a good headline for a column. (laughs) (laughs) Six McGinn's.
0: Seriously, if... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Does, does anyone really think that if the Penguins change their style... No, 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 they're not going to. Let, I'll, I'll get this one emphatically in, okay? There's nothing that's changing about this coach's approach. When he was asked what the coaches have to do more... Going up, it was just we need to continue getting the message through. He's not planning on altering the message, and you know what? I'm kind of with him on that. Okay, we have seen they've made their bed with
0: the message; they're not changing. Yeah,
1: what are you going to do now? Say, you know what, fellas, it's okay to just have all these mental breakdowns and everything. We're going to adjust to you. Uh, Koken asks, as crazy as it sounds, I think Tristan Jari is one of the big energy guys for us. The way he defends his paint and chirps at the opposition gets our defense to lock in a little bit better. I'd,
0: I'd say that is a problem in and of itself. Yeah,
1: it's like having Zucker as your energy guy.
0: Right, you and, know, and your
1: energy guys are supposed to be your energy guys,
0: and I know Josh Archibald kind of fits that role a little bit, and he's been on the shelf for a while. But again, it's Josh Archibald; he's going to be getting what eight to ten minutes a game. We're
1: you pining way too much for the return of Josh Archibald uh,
0: for for us to be saying that for a guy it's, that it's, it's during training camp, we it's, weren't
1: even sure should be on the roster. But it's embarrassing that he should have to be brought up in that context. Oh, if only they get Archibald back, everything will be okay. Well,
0: uh, yeah, <laughs> And again, that, that points back to there's way too many buttons that aren't being pushed and way too many problems going on in general for you to be like, oh, we can just plug this one little thing here and it's all of a sudden going to be fine. Because it, it's personnel, it's the way these guys are playing, it's the mindset that they carry from shift to shift, let alone period
1: to period or game to game. What mindset, Danny? What, are you, what mindset are you seeing right now? You know, I mentioned to Brian Russ just now downstairs uh, after the game. I, I, I said to him, and I was being serious and straight with him, and I'll be straight with you. We have seen this roster, when it's fully healthy, go into Winnipeg, take on the Jets whenever they were at their, at their height. And we have seen them play the right brand of hockey. We've seen them do it on this ice against the New York Rangers after kind of a sluggish first period. It's in there, and it's not always just while the other team had an off night. No, we saw them play a game. Was it against Vegas here? where it was just like wow and both teams were were playing well and you just say wow there's something there because they were doing things properly they haven't done that in so long right now that I can't even cite the last game it might have been that Rangers game that was before Christmas right and I think the the
0: general point here is that for a team that went all in last offseason they they Went all in on, on trying to win another oh, Stanley sure. Cup in the Yeah, beater. you don't give
1: up a second round pick for Ricard Raquel if you're, you know, treading water.
0: Right. So to to be fifty games into into that endeavor, and for us to be having these conversations right now is a massive, massive freaking problem.
1: Marty asks or says Ron Hextall will not address these problems because it would show that he created the problems. Um, you know what? Say what you want about Jim Rutherford. And believe me, they're saying plenty right now. They are in my least favorite city in North yeah. America. However, Jim, he'd make problems. Okay. He'd mess something up. What did he do every single time? Oh, he, he would own up to it and, and at least try it, to fix and it. it. And try to fix it. And he's like, Ryan Reeves? Okay. Well, I was going to do this. Derek Broussard? Well, that didn't work. I'm going to move him over here. Uh, Tanner Pearson. You know he, he Heck, just. If you even go a little bit further back, David Perron. David Perron. I mean, he just. Well, Perron didn't work here after the first week. Well, right. <laughs> He ended it, it up being like a pretty it was, decent. Player. Looked like it
0: was the perfect winner ever for Crosby, and then he fell off the face of the earth.
1: Yeah, Mike says we sure could use Brandon Tanev. Yes. Because or, if you had or, Brandon Tanev or or,
0: or Jared McCann.
1: Oh, he went there.
0: I went there. He went there. Come on, look, and I, I'm not one of those people. I'm
1: leaving him alone to take your bullets after that one.
0: Look, I will sit here and fully admit that Jared McCann is not some high-end, top-level, first-line player. But what I will tell you is that he would look darn nice, even on the left wing of the Penguins' third line right now, even if he was producing at half the rate he was right now. And, and the other thing with it is, too, the crack – the Kraken are not giving him some vast role where he's just able to stack up oh, yeah. points. He's yeah. legitimately
1: playing well. well. They're a really good team. And I was I was, th- was going to throw in Zach Aston Reese as well because it was the last time we saw Teddy Bluger is when he had those two guys. Okay, Teddy's become a non-issue can, or can, non-factor, I should can say. Can we
0: take a, a second to just acknowledge how not only limited, but it, it seems like Bluger – and we know his main goal out there is to take care of business in the defensive zone and, and be responsible. Yeah. But there was more offense in his game, especially yeah, there's nothing early going in, right in now. his
1: NHL Now he, he had a really good chance to play a little bit of hero here tonight, that little, yeah. that little mini break that he had. He's going against a goalie with an 869 save percentage and can't get it over the far pad. Uh, Gary asks, the team has so many holes, is it really worth Hextall making trades? You certainly can't be giving away draft picks. I That's be, a legit argument. I would be. Look, the, like we just talked about, they, they went all in on winning another cup with yeah, Crosby in the core. Because right? they were shown something. That wasn't a damage control trade.
0: But they've already made their bed with that. There's no point in being like, oh, we're going to save our draft picks now. Really? You've got you've got Chris Letang for another five years after this. Like, I love Letang. He's not going to be good then. Walking another <laughs> three years is probably not going to be very good. They signed those contracts to try and win oh. this season or next season. And if you tell me that you're going to hang on for a, a 15th overall first-round pick that's going to show up in another four years, screw it. I, I am completely aware of the salary cap situation, and I'm completely aware that the prospect pool is absolutely barren. But I think people – I'm going to speak for the people I've spoken with and saying that they would rather see another cup in this Crosby era with this core rather than having the Penguins Do barely make, make the playoffs here in another four years because they kept their draft picks. Get rid of those draft picks. I like Owen Pickering. He's who they took with their first-round draft yeah, pick yeah. last year, and he – Right now, I see him topping out as maybe a number three or number four guy. That's what you get in that.
1: I mean, he's so young, too, and he has to fill out everything. He's so heady. I think he'll just become smarter, better as time goes on. Kid's really, really bright. Uh, Gary asks, do you think the Penguins will secure a goalie here shortly because Jari's like that lamp in Christmas Story. Fragile. No. There's not going to be a goaltender coming or a backup. No, No. the goaltenders that you're looking at, you know, if you want to really go for some kind of crazy surprise, you know, you could bring up the kid from Wilkes-Barre. I don't know. (laughs) No, they're not going to do that. Uh, Tristan Jari is going to have to come back. Uh, For what it's worth, I've heard that his his thing is not that serious. You know, that we should expect to at least see him back on the ice after the all-star break. We'll see if that holds uh, to be true over the course of time, but no, they're, they're not changing goalies. I mean, by the way too, I mean, look, the Smith isn't great, but that, he, did, he didn't lose them. This he game didn't lose this game. <laughs> you know, he didn't win it either, but he, he, he didn't lose it. Uh, we're going to take just a couple more here. Scott says, uh, agree with your thoughts on accountability. I know if they know how to play the right way and we've seen them play the right way, does this boil down to simply a lack of urgency? I mean, partially,
0: partially, partially, yeah. partially it does. And the, there was a stretch earlier in the season where you kind of tiptoed around it because coming into this season, being the league's oldest team, you kind of knew, okay, these guys might struggle a little bit. But to they had a best. mission.
1: like You could tell they were into it. They right. were really into it. And right now the only guys who are into it are the oldest guys. You know, I mean, that's the part well, other than Carter. Why is Jeff Carter playing? Can anybody here answer that? No one's asked that one. Why is Jeff Carter even on the – Ice. And if the Zamboni guys run him over out there, it'll only mean because it took him that long to get off the rink when the game ended. I don't want to talk about Jeff. He doesn't want to talk about it. He can't even bring him up anymore. He was writing these really smart columns about him earlier this season. Now look at him. Look what's happened to him. It's not healthy, I say. Take one last one here. Anytime JR traded for grit and size, Sully never played them. Yeah, but there's different definitions of grit. Okay. This everyone gets into this Ryan Reeves thing. Okay. And there's more to it. When this coach talks about playing physical hockey, what's he talking about? He's talking about
0: doing what Ricard Raquel does most nights. He's talking exactly about what Ricard Raquel does and goes out there most nights. Ricard Raquel gets in on the four check, he plays through contact. Magnificently, and he's got the skill to back
1: it up and, and crashes and, and his own and crashes into his own goaltender too tonight, as he did on the right. winner. But no. that's neither here nor there. He's been terrific. Nobody's talking about going out and getting some fourth-line
0: goon that's gonna play three right. minutes a night and is gonna fight people. You can have grit and size
1: and still be good at hockey. Those those two things are not mutually exclusive. Oh, Dom gets the final word in this episode. He says, We knew. These contracts with Cappy and Carter would be terrible signings. You didn't know that at the time Carter was extended. Don't lie, Dom, okay? But you did know it with Kapanen. You knew it with You. He knew it with Carter. (laughs) I knew it with Carter. He knew it it with Carter. Thanks so much for watching, guys. This was a lot of fun, really. I mean, other than the whole discussion point, right? Yeah, I don't know. My my night's
0: kind of ruined now about Jeff Carter, but I'll, I'll try and move on.
1: All right.